Hey, I'm Rich Hunter-Rice and welcome to the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, Season 2. Welcome to season two and episode 23 of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast. Hope you're well, hope you're having a great week. So I'm joining you this morning. I'm up in the beautiful old walled city of uh, Chiang Mai, northwest Thailand. And I've been here for a couple of days now. Uh, checked into an amazing uh, remote working uh, hub. Um, and it's just fun. It's a really, it's, it's a very inspiring place to work. So many digital nomads up here. I've met some amazing people already. And the seven-hour time difference from the UK is working no end. And now I'm on my own here for the next few weeks and getting loads of work done. But anyway, that's enough about me. Today's episode is with the amazing business coach, Helen. Such an inspiring story and so much to teach us all. Anyway, I will catch you at the end. Enjoy the interview. Good morning and welcome to the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast. I am so glad you could join me today. Would you like to just introduce yourself? Tell me who you are, what you do and where you're located. Uh, hello, Rich. Uh, my name is Helen Sewell. I call myself the business navigator. Uh, I am a business mentor uh, for every budget. And uh, I help business owners get absolutely crystal clear and understand uh, through their numbers, understand their business through their numbers so that they can take their business where they want it to get to. Which is very cool. Uh, so many things you've just said already. I've got questions on. So you mentioned every budget. That's dropped in quite nicely. So talk to me. What does every budget mean? So every budget means that in some way or sh- no shape or form, anybody can actually get value from what I do, even if they have zero money, because they can join my Q&A sessions uh, on a weekly basis for free. Or they can pay for my subscription, which gives them access to my video training. And uh, they can also get access to masterclasses if they've got a little bit more money. And they want to actually do a, you know, a boot camp with me to implement something specific. I don't know, maybe building a rolling cash flow forecast or how to build their financial model for the next three years. You know, I run those kinds of uh, boot camps. Or... You know, if you've got a more substantial budget, then you can have one-on-one coaching with me uh, on an ongoing basis as a business mentor. So from nothing to... That's that's very cool. That's very cool. And I think that's so important in the current climate and where people are. A lot of people are put off from coaching for the very first time because they think, oh my God, it's going to cost me £100,000. I can't afford it. Absolutely. It may well cost you £100,000 at some point. But right now, you know, if you can get access to from zero and and then build up, then that's a great way, great model, great way of doing it. I, I like that. That's really cool. Okay. So how did you get started? Well, I'm actually a qualified accountant by training. Uh, but I never worked in indus- in uh, in practice. I only ever worked in industry. So I've worked with businesses as what they call a finance business partner my whole career, starting from you know fairly low management all the way to finance director for a FTSE 250 company, and I was responsible for Europe, Middle East, and Africa, which was their biggest region. So 
my whole career have spent helping business managers, business leaders, C-suite executives actually understand what's working and what's not working in their business through numbers. Some of them are financial, some of them are non-financial, and I've worked across the whole spectrum of the business. I've worked with salespeople, marketeers, production, logistics, HR, IT, finance, of course. I've worked across the whole board. And that's, that's earned me, you know, in 20 odd years, uh, you know, a unique experience of understanding numbers and using numbers to leverage, you know, a business. Um, but when I actually achieved my career aspirations in, in the FTSE 250 company, I felt myself very unfulfilled um, because actually what matters most to me is getting businesses to do well. And, you know, when they get that big, it's people's private agendas that are more important. And I that didn't sit well with me. So I came out of corporate life. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but I just came out of corporate life to work with passionate individuals because these are the people that I feel I connect the best with. Um, and I've been doing that for five years now, and uh, and I love every minute of it. Um, you, your background, your credibility, your experience is hugely valuable. Um, I we, we had this conversation before, but I found when I started Business Coach, when Minerva Grove was launched six years ago, that I it was frightening at how poor the gen, the average business owner's understanding of the numbers were, and they didn't actually know where to go to, to get help as well. They might have been paying an accountant, you know, four figures every single year, but they didn't feel they could ask the accountant information because they thought they're going to be laughed at. They felt exposed because they should know this, but actually you don't learn it unless you learn it from someone. You don't learn it at school, do you? So it's hugely powerful, very powerful. Now, now and, and, you know, accountants are absolutely necessary to a business. They do a great job, but what they do is they keep you legal. Yes, absolutely. That's the beginning and the end of their mandate is to keep you legal, legal with, you know, uh, company's house, legal with the taxman. What I do is I keep you profitable. Which is very different. Which is very different. Uh, and it's all based around numbers, but we use numbers very, very differently. We all need to have accurate numbers, but my level of accuracy and where they need to be accurate is very, very different. Uh, to that of uh, of an accountant who just delivers you annual accounts, and the big difference as well is that the numbers an accountant look at are based on the past only, whereas I look equally at the past and the future. It, it's such a different um, definition, is that a word? I don't know. It's just just a different way of looking at it. But both are so important. Both have got very valuable parts. But I think yeah where I used to get frustrated, I don't anymore, but where accountants are trying to step over the line and places, you know, trying to grow businesses where they often haven't got the experience. You know, they're also looking at it from a very, I have to be very careful because my other half's a chartered accountant. So Kate, if you listen, I'm sorry. But they look at it from a very um, safe, secure point of view. Um, whereas coaches, you know, looking from a very different point of view. And you're always looking ahead. And yeah, no, it's such a, it's such a valuable role. I, I love what you do. It's very cool. Yeah, and, and also something that, you know, accountants don't do, but I do, is looking at risks and opportunities. 
you know, what what risks do I see in the numbers? What opportunities do I see in the numbers? And helping business owners make decisions on those risks and opportunities. Which one of those opportunities do you want to grab? What are they going to cost you? Are they going to bring you the right returns? Or, you know, what risk do you need to mitigate at what cost? I love it. It's perfect. Okay, so moving on, what does the word entrepreneurship mean to you? So for me, entrepreneurship means thinking outside of the box. Mm. It means it means doing something with a greater purpose. You see, I see a lot of self-employed people who are not entrepreneurs. Yes. They just got a job. They happen to be, you know, paid by themselves. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, an entrepreneur is somebody who's got a vision of delivering something to the world that will do some kind of good, whether it's, you know, improving something, whether it's changing, you know, a technology for the better, whether it's making people's life easier, whether it's, you know, improving on, you know, sustainability, there's, there's all kinds. But entrepreneurs tend to have a greater purpose. Mm. The successful ones, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I when I come across an entrepreneur who, well, a, a business owner who's only focused on making money, they rarely they rarely succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should never be the driver, should it? Ah, that's a great answer. And I have to say, you say the word entrepreneurship so much better than me as well. But that's that's another story. <laughs> say it so much nicer than me. Okay, so what does a perfect day look like for you? A perfect day for me. Mm. So, uh, in the morning, I work on my business, and in the afternoon, I work with my customers. Okay, that's cool. I like that. That's a perfect day for me. Okay, and does that happen? That's a perfect does day. Does that happen? Often? You know, it, yeah, I'm. Nice. I, most of the time, I mean, I I work with my my uh, my weekly Q and A is actually in the morning because my client find it easier. So you know. I do adapt my time to to suit my customers because you know it's very important that I deliver my service when the uh, when my st- customers are you know uh, are there for it. Um, but whenever I can, I do my coaching in the afternoon. Cool, I like that. So, what's been the single best bit of advice you've ever received? Oh, well, that's yeah. I mean. The best piece of advice I have had for business and for life always has been do what's right, not what's easy. Because if you do what's right, you'll get the right outcome, even if it's not the outcome you expect. Very powerful. Thank you very much. So if you won £10 million tomorrow, what would you do? If I won ten million pounds tomorrow, what would I do? <clears throat> I I would split it to um, one fund uh, a business uh, so that my business could grow quicker and better, and uh, and the rest I would uh, put into a charity fund. Uh, because I'm I'm very very passionate okay. about helping certain charities, in particular uh, charities for disabled. It's a it's a topic that's very very close to my heart. Um, I want to help build a more inclusive world. 
and uh, and that includes you know uh, allowing people with disabilities of all kinds uh, to actually find a better place in our society a great answer thank you for that so do you have a specific daily routine uh yes absolutely i'm up at five o'clock every day and uh the first hour hour 15 of my day is spent on me uh so i will start with meditations uh affirmations gratitude uh i will have a session on learning uh whether it's podcasts whether it's personal development courses that i do um and uh, i will also do some uh, physical exercise to get my body going physically you know energized to get the fluid uh, circulating around my body it's very powerful um so that that takes me until about quarter past six and because uh, i always say if i take the first you know hour plus of my day to look after myself and i can look after everybody else it, what i find running being, being being the chair of the podcast or the host maybe is a better word for it i feel very privileged to be talking to lots of high performers and great coaches and business owners all over the world but the common denominator that I see, and it's only something I've learned in probably two, maybe two and a half years, is that you've got to put yourself first. You've got to, you've got to have that time each day to do everything you've mentioned then. Your routine sounds like it's amazing. Uh, it's something that I do myself, but it's again, it's something I didn't do at the beginning. And my God, it's hard. It's really, it's, it, life is so much better when you are prioritizing your own self first, because then you're fit for purpose for everyone else around you as well. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I didn't do this routine while I was in the corporate world. I started this routine when I left uh, corporations. So I've been doing it for five years and it has served me so well uh, because it's helped me cope with the ups and down of, you know, being, you know, having my own business. Uh, but it's also helped me with, you know, all the challenges that life has thrown at me. Uh, along the way, you know, and thrown at every one of us, you know, the whole lockdown thing and COVID and and, yeah. and all that malarkey, you know, I've I've got a um, I've got a teenage kid, who's I can honestly say turned my life upside down from a parenting point of view in the last three years. Um, I absolutely love them to bits. I I I had the easiest, you know, 16, first 16 years with with them. And and then they really really challenged me. In the space of a you know a few years, they've they've come out as um, non-binary. Uh, we've they've been assessed for autism, and uh, they are transgender, and uh, they've also been diagnosed with a incurable um, condition that you know limits. Uh, their outlook uh, on what they can do in life right and you know watching watching your kids starting to have to use a wheelchair for example to go places uh is is quite challenging and if it not been for the routine i have then i wouldn't have been able to take all of that in my stride yeah it wasn't easy every day but i've always been there for them i've accepted everything that they've put my way for what it was and and I've been there for them to support them that's so powerful that's so powerful that you don't need any bigger reason ever to get a routine together but we just <laughs> described then so yeah that's, well yeah that's so powerful thank you so much for that share no it, it speaks volumes it's it's uh, so powerful 
Okay, so you touched on it then. So my next question was going to be, how do you continue to educate yourself? So you've said that you already allocate time every single day to develop yourself. It could be a podcast. Is there other other ways that you, you educate yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I have a personal, you know, development uh, strategy uh, of where I think I need to personally uh, move forward. And I've also got a professional uh, development roadmap for myself uh, because I know what I'm good at and I also know what I'm not so good at because <laughs> we can't be good at everything and uh, so I invest you know time uh, and money on uh, learning uh, those skills that I am lacking for my business you know even if I don't want to do them all myself I need to know enough to know what's good what good looks like and then to be able to outsource it so you know sales and marketing is not my area of expertise um so i have a, a business mentor in that area i am membership you know i have a membership with his organization and i consume you know a regular amount of <laughs> training material i attend conferences um so i make sure that i've got that dotted uh in my plan for the year uh, so that i'm always i'm always on the learning journey so powerful so so powerful yeah that's great thank you okay so what's been your biggest failure to date and if if you've had one what did you learn from the experience my biggest failure to date yeah the way i put this in is that a lot of people i used to be very scared about discussing failure and then when you look at what you if you if you're not there's two ways of looking at it if you're not failing on a regular basis then then you're not trying hard enough or you're not growing or putting yourself out there. And I think failure only means negative connotations to you if that's how you label it. You know, we all like to label words. And, and failure, another way of looking at it is you're just learning, you're educating yourself. And as long as you don't keep repeating the same mm -hmm. issue multiple times, then failure can be good and can be quite useful. As long as it doesn't cost you lots of money, of course. I mean, the failures I've had in my, in my career have been around not delivering what either my employer or my customer wanted and you know how do you judge the size of a of a failure i'm not sure but i can tell you that there has been a running theme that whenever i have not delivered either what my employer or my customer wanted is because what they wanted is actually not in line with who i am and it doesn't play on my strengths. And, you know, I will have said yes to it because I felt I had to. Uh, and I might have had to because, you know, I was worried about promotion or I was worried about keeping my job if, you know, when I was employed or when I was, you know, since I've been my own boss and running my own business, I might have been worried that, you know, I need income and, and there is nothing worse in the world than doing something for somebody else when it's not aligned with who you really are and where your true strengths are because that's where you fail mm, absolutely really cool okay so if in the future you could be remembered for just one thing what would you like to be remembered for i would like to be remembered for the person you can always speak to whatever you have to say mm, i like that 
Mm, that's very powerful. Okay. So, on the same theme, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self just one bit of advice, what would, what would that advice be? I wish I had tapped into what is my true purpose from a, you know, much earlier in my life. So, if I was to talk to my 18-year-old, I would say, learn about purpose, go and find your own, you know, identify your own purpose within yourself and lean into that because nothing will bring you more fulfillment, nothing will bring you more wealth, nothing will bring you more joy than fulfilling your purpose. And wealth is not calculated in dollars or pounds, by the way. Some, you know, some of it will be, but uh, most of it will not. But following your purpose in life is is the only way to find contentment, fulfillment, happiness, you know, whatever terminology you want to put to it. Um, and uh, and the other piece of advice is, do not shy away from what hurts you. Understand it, deal with it. It took me too long to bury my mother. I lost my mom when I was 17 and uh, and I didn't properly let her go until I was 28. Wow, okay. It took me a long time to actually acknowledge that I needed to deal with certain issues in my head. Mm. And I went and did it and I felt, you know, all you know, all the better for it is 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 in the statement, you know, it these are the things that hold you back, the issues you have in your life, the things that, you know, make you feel bad, the things that make you talk bad to yourself, the things, you know, I learned to forgive myself and forgive others through that process. But all those things that bother you, if you put them in a box and think that they'll go away because you've put them in a box, they won't. They fester, they stink, they lead you from the inside. Amazing. So powerful. Great share there. Thank you. Um, okay, so is there a particular book that you read the most or a book that's impacted most on your life? And if so, what is it? Um, have I got it here? I don't think I have, actually, because uh, I have I have bought it and given it to so many people. Um, but the, uh, the, the book that started my journey was The Miracle Morning. Ah, okay. Uh, that started my my personal development journey. This is how I built my first, you know, morning routine. Um, you know, Al Herod has got his own style and some people, you know, like it and some people don't. But, you know, you don't have to listen to his podcast or uh, if, if you don't like um, the American style. But what he says, everything he says is ever so true. He's written several books and I've, I've read every one of his books and it's always served me very well on a personal level. Uh, it's always very, you know, served me very well. On a business level, the best book I've ever read and I read again and again is this one. And that's because, as I said, my, uh, my uh, sales and marketing is not my strength. And this is all about uh, authentic uh, marketing. 
can you grab the book again? So I was nodding away then, but thinking, I, I'm obviously oh, certainly. recording, I'm recording certainly. the video, but for anyone listening to on a podcast, I'm sat there nodding, uh, pull it across a little bit more. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, so it's called The Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Yes, a great guide. I've, I've seen live several times, uh, you know, as a keynote speaker. And uh, he's got two books out. That's the first one. Um, the second one is the, uh, the visual sale. And, and it's all about being honest and authentic in your sales and marketing process. And it's, uh, it's helped me tremendously because I, I've, I've had a blockage with, with sales for a long time because, you know, uh, a, poor, a poor image of a salesperson who is, you know, who is there to, uh, you know, trick you into buying something you don't want, etc. And I never wanted to be that and, and so on. But when you run your own business, if you don't sell, you don't, you don't eat. <laughs> so, um, and they ask, they ask you answer is, you know, is takes it from a such an authentic, you know, uh, viewpoint um, on how to actually appeal to your customer and how to drive inbound Absolutely. queries rather than outbound in your face. I am the, you know, I am the coach for you. I am the business mentor for you. Uh, so I'm a great, great fan of what he does. I have a long way in implementing it, but <laughs> I'm on that journey. <laughs> It's so powerful. It's so, but you're you're absolutely right. And so many people are held back by sales and that fear and loathing of that sales, what that sales means to them themselves, and wanting to be authentic. But the the one thing I was going to say that that wraps up the interview. It's been amazing. You've been so uh, natural, but so authentic and so honest and open about everything, which is you're right and it's it's been the same throughout your life whether it's your personal life your business life your sales and marketing for that it's if you can mirror that the whole way through then that's that's the holy grail it's it's amazing okay so last question is any of my listeners or viewers want to track you down and connect with you online what's the easiest way for them to get in contact with you uh, the easiest way is either linkedin or facebook uh, I'm fortunate that uh, the spelling of my name is quite rare so if you put h-e-l-e-n-e and then swall uh, into either uh, Facebook or LinkedIn. You'll find me. Um, you'll find my business, the Business Navigation Center. Um, and that's the easiest way to get hold of me. Fantastic. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been very, very enlightening. Uh, a very real, so much value you've given away today. That's, that's really cool. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Rich, for having me today. Have a great day. There you go. Uh, one of the benefits of hosting this podcast is having the pleasure of sitting through the interview, obviously firsthand, but then also uh, I do the final check and I listen to them all every episode before they go back uh, and they get hosted and go alive, basically. So uh, very, very valuable um, life lessons there from Helen. Um, such an interesting lady and got such great energies about her. And that whole French um, Liverpool, very, very much more so uh, French accent makes everything sound so much better. And my God, if you needed a better uh, testimony about or testament even about having the right routine there is the example and shows you the power of what you can get done once you've got that routine in place 
And that's it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I'm thinking, thinking out loud here, recording this podcast today, I am thinking about doing a podcast episode about how you can actually get started yourself in your podcasting journey. It's a conversation that comes up a few times a week for me, and it's so bloody easy. Why more people don't have podcasts, I would never, never know. I never, ever know. So if that will be of interest to you, reach out, drop me a question, send me a DM, and it's something I would get around and doing. Anyway, that's it from me. Have an amazing day. If I can help in any way, the, my details are in the show notes. And I look forward to connecting with you really, really soon. Thanks for joining me for this latest episode of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. So if you've got any feedback, you hunt any further information, or you know some amazing people we need to be talking to, please get in contact. Simply drop us an email to info at minervagrowth.co.uk. Have an amazing day. Thank you.